coherence will exist to apply the why to create happiness within our organization, the ability to make more money, help more people, and have more fun with the activity that we get paid for. Dude, you question. are a beast, Meltzer. Golly. This is The Playbook. That, yeah, we'll take a quick question online and then go and start lining people up here on Clubhouse. So thank you, everyone, for your patience. Let's start here. What does it mean to be a profit center, quote unquote, for and through your clients? Well, I think a lot of people miss this point when they're of service or of value. Product services and solutions should be able to be a profit center for people. And you have to put it into that framework, no matter what you do as a coach, a mentor, as a speaker, an author, it doesn't matter in the most subjective of all careers. If you cannot articulate how you are a profit center, a person who will provide profit to by utilizing the service solution or software, whatever it may be, then you are diminishing your capacity. You're diminishing the statistical success that you have. Whether you're a real estate agent, a financial planner, whatever it may be, you need to think about it in terms of and be able to articulate it in terms of being a profit center. How am I going to create value for you by utilizing the service? And more importantly, after you're able to articulate the profit center, then you must be able to articulate the value of that profit center to exceed what you're asking for. If you can do that, the statistical success will exponentially grow and accelerate. You will be just amazed of the success that you have by understanding things in the terms and the perspective of being a profit center and articulate the value to exceed more than you're asking for within the context of that profit center. So everyone else out there realize that in order to see yourself as a profit center, you have to learn to look within, learn to love yourself, learn to see the value of your skills, your knowledge, and your desire. And if you can do that, you are a profit center yourself, your software solution and service will also transcend that same profit. And then we just need to practice every day, getting better and better and better at our articulating that profit center to exceed what we're asking for. All right, Jake, have we had a quick lineup of people, someone coming on to give me a question? We sure do. And seeing yourself as a profit center, you have to look within. Good little uh, knowledge bond there. Thank you for that. First up, we've got Niku. Welcome to the clubhouse, Niku. If you can please unmute yourself and feel free to ask your question. Thanks so much, Jake. And good morning, David. How are you, my friend? I'm great. Thank you for joining me. Thanks so much for having me. So I love talking to you about just your mindset and the way that our thoughts change our energy. When we're thinking about the quantum world, energy, vibration, and frequency, you talked about gratitude and how it doesn't matter what you have in life, you have to have gratitude in order to be happy. Can you talk a little bit about when we're being grateful and having grateful thoughts and releasing that positive energetic vibration into the universe, what's happening within our brains to actually help us release those neurotransmitters to feel happiness? Yeah, so understanding the conscious continuum and the quantum nature of our being that our DNA, our energetic and genetic inheritance is speaking to the universe. It's the conduit of asking, right? I mean, even to the point where if you look at words, words are so important of what we ask for. We talk about spelling. You know, the word spelling comes from casting spells. That, that's where it came from. And it, to me, is indicative of how powerful our thoughts, our speech, our beliefs, and our actions are towards what we want. And so if you put it into the terms of frequency, like you are, we have to look at vibration because vibration is what creates frequency. Everything vibrates. 
everything vibrates. Even things you can't see are vibrating. And see the earth or minerals, they vibrate the slowest and then plants and then animals, then humans vibrate faster, then sound and then light and then thought. And the thought that vibrates the fastest is the truth. And gratitude is the expression of genius. It's the expression of God. It's the expression of the all-knowing, all-powerful, omniscient source coming through you for others, allowing yourself to appreciate what you have through gratitude, acknowledge what you have through gratitude by giving it away. We don't know what we have until it's stolen, taken away, given away, or lost. That's the only way we really acquire the knowledge of what we have through gratitude. And then we can ask for more. We could put our spell or cast our spell on ourselves by using the right words, the right beliefs, the right activity in order to effectuate more gratitude. And what happens within the conscious continuum is not only is the cellular structure changed by this positive light, the highest vibrating frequency that there is, the truth of being grateful, of finding light, love and lessons in everything, and be able to do that, that we're reinforcing through our cellular memory that then speaks to our subconscious mind. See, the subconscious mind doesn't remember facts. It remembers feelings. It remembers emotions. It remembers frequency. It remembers E energy emotion. It remembers the energy emotion that you put forth. And the highest energy emotion that you could put forth is gratitude, the power of finding the light, the love, and the lesson. So when we're continually in the cycle, the flow of gratitude, when we're creating a cellular input through our five senses of gratitude, looking at what we're grateful for, hearing what we're grateful for, smelling what we're grateful for, touching what we're grateful for, tasting what we're grateful for. And then that is then daily inputted into our subconscious feelings, the emotions that create neural pathways that create efficiencies, effectiveness, and statistical success that continually reinforce gratitude that then creates a frequency that talks to our quantum nature of that energetic and genetic frequency, allowing us to pursue our potentials that exist within our DNA, talking to the epigenetic layer of the DNA. So it's transcoding that frequency to activate the highest vibrating frequency that you have in your quantum being. And then what are you? You are a beacon of light, not only a beacon of light to others, but a beacon of light asking, casting the spell from the universe of what we want to do more good, to create, expand, and grow, to make more money a currency and energy emotion that we put into the flow to get what we want, money, but also faith, that object of energy that we put into the flow to get what we want, that faith that calls upon something bigger than us that loves us more than we love our own children, to allow, just like you are asked by your child, can I have this, daddy? Well, I will give my child anything they ask for if I think it's good for them. If I don't, they will then receive something that should teach them a lesson of what is good, like a no. Even though they think they're being punished when they get a no, they're being protected and promoted through the continuum of the frequency, the conscious competency, through the understanding of gratitude, being the highest vibrating thing on this earth. Because light, love, and lessons vibrate the fastest, the truth. And so if we understand the conscious continuum that creates our embodiment and we understand the reconciliation that occurs between the speed of thought, the fastest vibrating speed and the speed of light, the light time in which we live in the activities of 24 hours a day, man-made constructive time based off of the speed of light, time a particle of light leaves the sun and comes to the earth, 186,000 miles per second or so. And knowing this reconciliation allows us to be happy, which is our ultimate goal. 
and then understanding the non-negotiables in our life that make us happy through gratitude, our health, our family, the activity we get paid for, we then start to understand how important it is. And we then dedicate our lives to not only being grateful ourselves and finding the light within us, but sharing it with everybody. So that's why I'm doing the 14-day gratitude challenge. That's why every great thought leader, every great exposed person will tell you that the way they got there, the most important, the easiest, the best thing to do is to be grateful, to live at your highest potential, to live in the light of gratitude, the ability to find the light, the love, and the lessons, to have both currencies of money and faith working in your direction, to allow you to remember, to allow you to remind, to allow you to recollect, that you are connected to and through the greatest source, something so big, it's omniscient, all-powerful and all-knowing, and it cares about you even more than you care about your children. This is how frequency and quantum nature work together with gratitude, and it is why gratitude is the only common denominator in all happy people. Everything else is arbitrary and illusion and capricious. David, you're incredible. I'm sitting here on the back chat telling Jake, I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Because every time you speak, it's like the energy within me vibrates at a higher frequency as well. So I appreciate you so much. I just joined your gratitude challenge and I'm excited to learn <laughs> and hear more. All right, Dave, we've Thank got a question so from TikTok actually. And the question is, can you explain coherence and why is it so important? <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm always looking to see what's behind what we want, right? So I'm always trying to create a habit machine. Uh, so the idea of a habit machine is what, what do we need to do so that when we think about what we want, we're able to enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of what we want, not just tell ourselves to say thank you. And I use thank you as my example, because obviously, you know, not only through the gratitude challenge, which you all can join me, but the easiest way to change your life is to say thank you. It takes 0.1 seconds to think or say thank you. It takes 0.1 seconds and it's free. And every world thought leader, every great, successful, passionate, purposeful, and profitable person is gracious. It's the only common denominator of happiness, gratitude. The only one. And yet, how come I can't get everybody to say thank you, including myself? How is it that I can forget to say thank you? How is it that I don't say thank you? And so at first I said, you know what I'm going to teach people? Adherence. I'm going to teach them adherence. So I spent the majority of the content that I have in the books and the TV shows and the podcasts and all the things that I'm doing to teach people adherence. What is adherence, Jake? I'll tell you. Adherence is number one, teaching people to remember to have systems to access what they want to remember, but to remember what it is that they want, and then two, to actually do it. The two components of adherence, but adherence is two separate things. And you know, just like dogmatic religion or anything else, I don't like things that separate us because I believe we all are one. We are all holy with a W and an H. We are all holy and what we see there is here. People are just mirrors of ourselves. That's all they are. What we don't like in an individual is what we don't like in ourselves. And so I started to say, it's not adherence to remember and execute on that which we want. It's actually coherence. The cooperative of clearing the interference, not bringing two things together, adherence, but coherence 
of clearing the interference between me and that which I can't remember or that which I want. So I teach coherent. I teach people to remember and to execute on the remembrance. And if you do that, it is the oil, it is the gas of the habit machine so that if you have a certain objective of I want to do this, I want to be this, I want to, what it does is coherence allows us to clear the interference to say, I already am. It's done. It's done. It's done. Let me utilize coherence to remember it and execute on it to clear the interference between what's already done, what's already there. And so coherence is the super glue that puts this all together with the habit machine. Thank you, Dave. And as you mentioned, the easiest way to change your life is to simply just say thank you, which is, is super important. Dave, if anyone wants to get your gratitude challenge, what's the best way to get it? Uh, look at my bio and email me or Google me. I'm so accessible, but emails, I answer myself. So just say, I want to join and I'll send you a link. David at dmelter.com. It's in the bio. Uh, it's free, of course. Just get it. I've utilized coherence to build it. It's the process of remembering and executing on the most powerful practice in the world, gratitude. Perfect. Thank you for that. Uh, Dave, let's uh, take a quick question here on Clubhouse. And then if you want to take a question from sure. Zoom. Uh, next up, we've got Atandra. Atandra, if you can please unmute yourself and welcome to the Clubhouse. Hey there, Jake. Thank you so much for uh, bringing me up to the stage. And thank you so much, David, for taking the time to pour into us and share with us. My question is... How have you been able to take all of this and and relate it to your business? How how have you been how have you been able to take all of these and transfer these blessings and these tools into your business and how you run your business and how you think about your business? Perfect. And thank you for that extraordinary question of re reconciliation. It's like, hey, these are great theories, these are great thoughts. How do we put it into practice? And so what I do is I create systems, one in which I have a non-negotiable time for my entire company, clients, et cetera, that every Monday I have a non-negotiable one hour that everyone needs to attend to utilize and remind ourselves a collective consciousness of the values that we are going to work under, the construct of the activities that we get paid for under gratitude, number one, forgiveness, number two, gratitude will give us the right perspective. Forgiveness will give us peace within our organization. Accountability will give us control of the organization, knowing what did we do to attract this and what are we supposed to learn from it? That's why these you know, small gatherings of my employees and customers or whatever we do every Monday allows us to be accountable and learn more lessons because fast learners are successful. Fast learners is what I look for. And then also remind ourselves of the fourth, which is effective communication, the ability to know where we are connected to and through that in-spirit inspiration. So we start by having values and reminding on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays a non-negotiable time. So nobody can miss this virtual meeting or live meeting or combination thereof. Nobody in the company, none of the clients, whatever it is that is joining into this to collaborate and coalesce together because everyone knows all it takes is a small group of people in a coordinated collective consciousness in order to change the world. So easily it will impact your company as well. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, reminding, remembering the values of gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, and effective communication, and then going through the five daily practices 
and executing on those every single day with the collective, with the consciousness that I've created. Meaning one, everybody knows what they want personally, experientially, giving wise and receiving wise. And they do a weighted balance of each of those values within the context of what do they want today? All of us not being afraid of being a hypocrite, of changing our mind because we learned something, because we got slapped and yelled at, and we now have found a lesson and do something better. So we changed our minds together. We changed our mind and expressed our own genius that allows us to learn and grow and accelerate and expand. We know our what, then we all know our who. Who can we help with what we want? and who can help us get what we want. So we ask and find the people that sit in a situation that we wanna be in and ask them for help, ask them for directions to where maybe they already are or beyond. And then after we know our what and our who, we know our how. Utilizing a student of the calendar system where I have daily captains that are looking for the entire month at Monday, a daily captain for Tuesday, a daily captain for Wednesday, a tomorrow's captain that's always looking at tomorrow, just tomorrow, not a month worth of Monday, Tuesdays or Wednesday, but just tomorrow and utilizing with a lens of productivity, meaning how can I utilize the activity that's planned and not planned and sleep in order to effectuate being more productive, providing more value. And then a lens of accessibility as they study with attention and intention to create coincidences. They study it with accessibility. How accessible am I to other people to do this? And more importantly, how am I accessing what I want? How am I receiving what is already my claim? How am I reclaiming by clearing the interference between me and what I want that already exists in omniscient, all-powerful infinity, living between limitlessness and that infinity, living in abundance by being a student in my calendar with the lens of productivity, with the lens of accessibility, and of course, the final most powerful lens, the lens of gratitude. How can I find the light, the love, and the lessons in what I don't understand? How can I find the light, the, the lessons in what naturally seems to be punishment? How do I find the light, the love, and the lessons in this protection and promotion? How can I do that? And utilizing knowing my how, I now can, number four, do it. So one, two, and three, who, what, who, and how, it reminds me what I want to do and who can help me and how to get it done. But number four, doing it now creates the coherence of prioritization. Prioritization is the antidote to procrastination. Prioritization allows us to quickly make decisions that are aligned with the who, the what, and the how. It allows us to align with the efficiency, effectiveness, and statistical success. That doing it now allows us through prioritization to make sure that we are productive, accessible, and gracious with every moment that we have. And then finally, if you know your what, your who, your how, and your now at your company, your entire collective consciousness will apply that why. There will be no search for the whys. There will be no procrastination and laziness and interference of the need to be right, offended, separate, inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, angry, guilty, worried, resentful, all of those things that cost us money, cost us time, cost us emotion and value in our businesses. There'll be no more of it. If there is, it will only be for minutes and moments, not days, weeks, months, and years, building and gaining its own momentum, creating more shortages, voids, and obstacles in our business than ever before. 
but instead as a collective through the process of Monday, Wednesday, Friday meetings, through the process of the reminding of the values of gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, and inspiration, through the daily practices of knowing what, who, how, and now coherence will exist to apply the why to create happiness within our organization, the ability to make more money, help more people, and have more fun with the activity that we get paid for. That's the goal that I set forth to make people happy. What a terrific uh, question, a pragmatic one to utilize the speed of thought in the pragmatic world of the speed of light. Thank you so much, Jake. I'm going to take another question. you are a beast, Meltzer. Golly, that was. (laughs) What's What's up, brother? Man, that was I got fired up Friday. I think I, we're all I, fired up right now, Dave. I love it, bro. That was that was fire right there. You're on fire. <laughs> right on, man. I love Glenn Lendy. That's all I got to say about that. Let me take a question online and maybe, Glenn, you have a question for me if you're still around or somebody else. Okay, Jake? Here's a pragmatic question. What advice do you have for keeping a client after you land them? A lot of times when we know a lot about business, we can simplify the business A lot of people ask me after I ran the most notable sports agency in the world, you know, how do I become a sports agent? Do I go to law school? What sport? All these different questions. I said, look, it's simple. And a lot of businesses are broken down to this simplicity. You know, let's figure out the best way that you can get a client and two, keep them. Now, when you get a client, you're only 20% of the way there. So that's the first distinction of understanding how you keep a client, knowing that you're 80% there after you get a client. You got 80% of the work to do after you get a client. And in order to get a client, you got to stimulate interest, transition interest, and share a vision. But to keep a client through that process, you have to have some formal or informal go-no-go plan that tells you not only are we going to remember what I promised, but we're gonna execute on it to meet the expectations of the go, no go plan step by step. Now this can be inherent or explicit. It could be an email or it could be a scoping of $50,000 that goes through each date and action item to be checked off and to be coordinated and collaborated as yes, I'm ready to go. If anybody wants this go, no go plan, I have a template for you. You can utilize it in your life. It will allow you to statistically keep a client because a kept client is the best client because they're your best sales rep. It's what creates the exponentiality to your business. A kept client is one that you have utilized a go, no go plan of some context or modality in order to effectuate meeting the expectations so that they tell other people, this is someone that does what they say. What does that mean? You're more credible. Credibility being the most, credibility being the most valuable of all characteristics in business. Because if you get to the point where you're even close to 100% credible, you can just tell people to do things and they'll do it. If I was 100% credible, I could tell over 50,000 people on this training today, I could tell you all, wire me a million bucks. I will wire you a a million and a half or 2 million, whatever amount I wanted at the end of next year. If I was 100% credible, everyone over 50,000 people would do whatever it took to get that million dollars to me. 
because they have certainty through credibility. Credibility is formed through meeting expectations in a pragmatic sense of creating a plan, a go-no-go plan, step-by-step of how you're going to get them to where you promised to get them to and the ability to articulate the quantitative value of that and then meet that expectation only creates what I call the fifth step of the five to thrive. It allows your business to thrive because your kept clients are getting you more kept clients through the credibility that you've earned by stimulating interest correctly, transitioning that interest correctly, sharing that vision correctly with a go-no-go plan. And then at that point being 20% done, utilizing 80% of your free will to execute on the go-no-go plan, managing those expectations so that the opportunities thrive. The Noah's Ark of business, two, getting two, getting two, getting two, two times two times two times two turns into a very healthy business. So after you've landed that client, realize you're 80% of the way there, create a go, no go plan, which I'm happy to give you. Just email me, look at my bio uh, or david at dmeltzer.com or Google me. If you can't remember it, you'll find it everywhere. And I will send you a go, no go plan. So you can start keeping your clients after you land them.